coming to you live from Plug It Studios in beautiful Argo, Florida. We are keeping you plugged in with episode 362 of F5 Live. Refreshing technology. Like a sad kitten. This week, NVIDIA tries again with Android. Russia tries again to cover things up. And our government tries to look like it's being productive. Ha! Not terribly successfully, though. Say, Nick. Congress! (laughs) So close. And yet, so far. I want to say Nate. What color is that red fire truck? I want Saint Nate. Well, that's weird. Huh. The screen behind us went out. That's okay. Nick. We'll just keep going. There you go. Now you know your I name. I did it. Yes, sir. There's a smell. Ah. In here. Yes. You it's must. A, I know why. Yeah. I know why the smell exists. It's the smell of me keeping this on. Yeah. For the first time, because we're trying something new. <laughs> and that means things are going to break. You're talking about the new tech smell, Scott. Indeed I am. It's because I think that this show, this show, this show right here. This one here? This one right here. This is part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. I'm Nick. <laughs> and I'm Scott. And we're here. We are. We're I see hither. Us. Is that what we are? Are we hither? We're hither. I'm a hinder. And that That is a yes. Hey, we're here wherever you may be. However, you may be accessing our show, whether it be Facebook, iTunes, Zune, F5Live.tv, the podcast play app available in the Windows Store right now, on our home at the Tech Podcast Network live stream, or of course, on our apps at pluggitslive.com slash apps. You know, you should make an F5Live.tv slash apps. I probably do. (laughs) It almost certainly is already there. Go download our app. It's free 99. It's the best part about being free. You can put any price at the end of that, and it doesn't matter because it's free. It's like timesing anything by zero. And it's so free that How we free don't, is it? We don't have to change our listing in uh, the store. Success! <laughs> Go pick it up for all of the Windows phones, and of course, for the greatest operating system on the face of the earth. It's so great. It doesn't exist in many places. WebOS. Windows regular. Ah, yes. You the, missed the Windows regular. Yes. You just said the Windows phones. It's also for this one. Yeah, all the Windows devices. It's all there. I recently used it on my phone, which is why I was so tied to it. It's pretty great. Yeah, it's because I just redid the one for the phone. Hey, this right here, guys. All of this that you're seeing is our flagship show, F5 Live. Oh. Yeah. Refreshing technology here on the Pluckets Live family of content. This show right here airs Sunday nights at 9 p.m. for about an hour and gets posted between Sunday nights and Monday mornings for your drive to work, school, or what have you in studio quality sound. It's Except pretty great. this week. Not this week? No, it didn't happen this week. No studio quality sound? It didn't get posted between Sunday night and Monday morning. The audio did. That's true. <laughs> your computer did not just turn off and never come back on you. Plug it live makes no promises whether it's audio or video being posted between Sunday nights and Monday mornings. Um, it's true. You know, this is just fact. This is just reality. Now, you can go to our website, f5live.tv, and click the links on the right-hand side. 
audio, video, social, special events, the nightcap, and more, all there for your consuming pleasure as a zombie. Nom 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 brains. And that's an incentive. You get great studio quality sound on most of our stuff. Almost on time. Almost every time. And you can do what you want to do when you want to do it, and that's well and good. But there's an incentive for listening live, watching live following us on our websites and such. And that's the fact that you get to chat with us live in the studio every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time by going to f5live.tv slash join us. Stay tuned in that chat room exclusive to our live listeners. This is fact. I can I can attest to this. The epic award-winning uh, British Open winning huh. it was today. I assumed. <laughs> I'm relevant. Yeah. Only to the live listeners. They're like, the British Open was 18 months ago. (laughs) (laughs) The Nightcap, where we ask each other a random question. It used to be we would just talk. And and talking is great. We want to talk to our fans and whatnot. We still do that, but now we theme it because that's a thing. And we ask each other a random question. We try to make it up right at the last second, and we don't think about it until later on in the show. But to prepare us, Scott's week this week in his question is... If a comic book superhero were to change gender, what are the best jokes you can come up with? What? Okay, it doesn't have to be best jokes. What are the weirdest (laughs) things that would happen? Ah. If a comic book superhero changed gender, which would produce a lot of jokes this could get dirty folks it might nsfw uh for what it's worth there thank goodness that one is not part of the tech podcast network right we can get away with stretch the limits Uh, (laughs) good stuff did i say everything i was supposed to say Mm -hmm. we're doing well a lot of show uh later on today tonight on this show whenever you're listening doesn't matter Look, if people are listening live in India, it's daytime. Fair enough. Okay, and we have Sri we have, Lanka. We have proven viewership from Korea and Sri Lanka, and, and Thailand. So good morning. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Avram Pilch will be on later with oh, the Pilch the, Point. That's the bit we forgot. To well, I didn't know if he was going to be online, so I just withheld <laughs> until he showed up. Uh, he's going to be online in, on the show in a little bit to talk about. As opposed to last week where he talked about the best gadgets you need to buy like yesterday. This week we'll talk about the worst gadgets you'd be a fool to buy tomorrow. It's completely opposite. Yes, indeed. <laughs> this this should be good because uh, I know they get to review a lot of nonsense. They do. They do. And so um, <laughs> he wants to... Uh, Assure the audience that they will not be the same products. Well, that's good. <laughs> but now, they they get to review a whole bunch of nonsense, and uh, I look forward to seeing what nonsense comes up in this. I do too. Now tonight we have a really busy show. Uh, a lot of the stuff we're going to be talking about tonight is a lot more educational than normal. Sometimes we just talk about topical things, but we have some educational stuff going on, relevancy things why things matter. It's kind of what we do here. We like to do this this type of show. So tell your friends to tune in. Um, everyone tweet Avram and tell him, you know, we understand 
that he comes up with topics, you know, whenever he needs to. But listen, man, his celebrity status is getting out of control. <laughs> and I think he's becoming too good for the show. He wants to build his own studio and do his own network. I don't know what's going on. Ad geek in chief. <laughs> he's making a wonderful face at Nick. He knows we love him. He knows that. And, and, I, and I, at least I love him. He might not love us, but we love him. That's what matters. <laughs> This is when I get to mess with I, him. I think he just gave his heart to you, Nick. Oh, my. I think that's what just happened. He's the first one to literally give me his heart. That's it, sacrifice right it, there. It seems like it would be uh, bad for his health. You know. We'll, we'll see how it goes later. We'll have to see. We'll see if he makes it to the pilch point. So sit back, relax. We got some good show for you. Here we go. <laughs> This week's Nifty Gifties on F5 Live. Hey, they are nifty. They're nifty gifties. Probably powered by the Microsoft Store. And look, school is right around the corner. Everyone's going back to school. I'm not. But you know someone who is. Indeed. And you probably need to get them an upgraded computer because they might still be having Windows XP. And now's a better time than ever to go pick up one of those new Windows 8 machines over at the Microsoft Store where they have a deal going for you. You get $150 towards your purchase when you buy a PC and Office 365. And if you're, That's a great deal. It is. And if you remember Office 365, if you have that, you get an upgrade to your OneDrive. Right. So A lot of upgrade to your OneDrive. Like a terabyte yes. of data, a storage. I am, I am 1.3 terabytes on my OneDrive right now because of Office 365. Exactly. It's wonderful. So it's great. As long as you buy a PC $5.99 or more and pick up Office 365, all that deal will be yours. So go check it out at the Microsoft Store by going to f5live.tv slash Microsoft. All right. This, this is going to be something for everybody to pay attention to because like we teased in the in the top of the show the government as usual we this show is going to be a little political but not towards like bias it's just politics yeah things that are happening in our country and and abroad we can talk politics we just will keep it apolitical that's what well yes a a political topic yes well we have two political topics don't flick my headset (laughs) Don't do it. He knew exactly I turn, what I was I turn this way and I cover. Don't be mean. Why not? Because we need to educate some folks. Today. Okay. So, uh, this week, a couple of things happened. Uh, first, a bill was kind of passed. It was certainly put forth by the Senate um, that would allow for the unlocking of cell phones. Hooray! Sure. So, I was sent an, a link to an article about this by one of one of our business partners, somebody who's been uh, on the show a couple of times, uh, Terry Willingham. So, if you've watched our special event shows over the last, I guess, since October of last year, so over the last nine months, uh, you've probably seen her. She's the really excited one. Indeed, she is. So, she sends me a link about this and says... Uh, this seems like it's in your area. And I'm like, yeah, theoretically it's in our area, but it's not like it really matters. What? What? It's, it's semi, I mean, not entirely, but it's semi irrelevant. It's a little bit of a feel good thing. Can you elaborate? And she goes, oh, wait, would you elaborate on the show? So here we are. Absolutely. It seems like something that we should talk about. So, 
basically the idea is that um, you own the device. Uh, you should be able to take it to a different carrier if you want to. It's a good idea. Sure. And if we were in Japan or most of Europe, it's a reasonable thing to expect. However, here in the United States, it doesn't quite work the same way, mostly because of the FCC. So the way phones work here is well, the way phones work in general is based on spectrum, and here that spectrum is doled out by the FCC in these weird, unrelated, and sometimes not overlap overlapping blocks. And so what happens is the technologies work on totally different uh, frequencies, or the networks work on totally different frequencies. And we're only going to talk about the big four here. Because everybody else is almost a subsidiary of the big four. It's so true. Yep. AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, and T-Mobile. We'll talk about just the big four in this case. There are two that work on GSM. There are two that work on CDMA. And those technologies do not overlap at all. They are totally unrelated. Now, the GSM and CDMA uh, refers to the voice technology. Um, our data technology works mostly on LTE at this point. Um, Sprint has a couple of WiMAX handsets from the WiMAX days that are still out in the wild, but we'll maintain, we'll play with just modern stuff. So LTE is kind of across the board. However, the LTE that bands that Sprint and Verizon have access to are not necessarily the same or not entirely the same as those of AT&T and T-Mobile. Are you still with us? Hopefully. <laughs> so basically... If you, if you were to look at Spectrum as uh, swim lanes, they do not cross. They cannot cross. And um, so the technologies are unrelated to one another, entirely unrelated to one another. Um, let's take the Galaxy S5, uh, There we go. for yep. example. Uh, it's a really good example because, as Avram said last week, um, it's the one to consider. Um, Should have bought it yesterday. <laughs> exactly. So with the GS5, it is available on all four of the main carriers. However, there are two distinct variants, the GSM and the CDMA. And if you look at the bands that they work on, there's almost no overlap. There are four LTE bands in the middle that overlap, and everything else is unique between the two handsets. And those are the Sprint Verizon and the AT&T T-Mobile handsets. So if you're on... AT&T right now, and you get mad at AT&T and you want to go to Verizon, this law does not help you at all unless you just want your phone to work in some places without voice. <laughs> so if data is the only thing you care about, it's fine for you. However, if you want you know, to be able to talk on your phone... Who's doing that anymore? <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> but if you want to talk on your phone, it, it just isn't something that can happen. Now, there are some oddball exceptions to this, and I, I mean oddball because it is significantly cheaper to produce two versions, two variants of the same handset for, for GSM CDMA than it is to make one variant that covers everybody. Apple currently is our oddball. Um, the 5S appears to have a single variant that covers all of the bands in a really weird way. 
because in going through uh, Phone Scoop, I was not able to find another major handset that was this way. Now, that does not mean that the handset necessarily can cross carriers. Right. It just means that it has physically all of the radios in it. And that is what this is about. If it, The idea is if it has the radios, you should be able to use them. That is what they're trying to say here. Why, does, why is this a thing? Well, it's a thing because um, of the <laughs> Millennium Copyright Act um, that was enacted in 1998 <laughs> and kind of is responsible for everything ever in a you know, 17-year-old outdated kind of a way. Yeah. Um, it does not allow for the alteration of copyrighted material, including the operating system on the handset. And if the operating system is locked to a point where it can only do Verizon, then allowing it, just making a small change inside to allow it to run on Sprint is considered... Uh, copyright infringement. It was not for a while. The Library of Congress made an exception. Why the Library of Congress, you ask? I don't know. <laughs> Seems like they'd be a library. I don't know. But the Library of Congress was allowed to make an exception for a while, but it expired in 2012, and unlocking handsets went back to being illegal. We actually covered it on the show yep. in 2012. Um, and at that point, I said, it's not really going to affect your life because of all these things we just talked about. Hey, guess what? Uh, going back the other direction, still not really going to affect your life unless you're one of those AT&T customers who really is mad at AT&T and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go from one of the big boys to T-Mobile. Well, in that case, it might work out for you. But in general, it probably won't change a whole lot of people's lives unless you're going... Sprint Verizon, Verizon Sprint, or AT&T, T-Mobile, T-Mobile, AT&T. We'll just call this the iPhone bill. So the idea is it hasn't gotten rid of the silos where each each carrier was its own silo. It's just made them larger. Now there's a red team and a blue team. Exactly. Um, and it has everything to do with the voice technology that the carriers decided on 20 years ago. So if you're still confused, just know that this bill doesn't really matter. It it affects some people, but not all. What it really affects is um, the the people who want to alter their handsets. So yeah. that's a small percentage. It is, but in in the carrier swap, I mean, anybody who's going to T-Mobile is probably going to T-Mobile from Sprint, which. <laughs> Boy, is that going to backfire on you when they're one company? <laughs> but we'll deal with that later. Um, and, you know, Verizon AT&T probably has a lot of crossover yeah. back and forth. But my guess is a lot of, not a whole lot of them are stepping back to the two smaller ones. True. And, so, if you uh, get, and it doesn't really help you if you get frustrated with one company because of the service, like T-Mobile, and you want to switch and you want to bring that phone over, you're only going to go to AT&T, which is using GSM. So you might not get better results by switching. 
the technology is relatively the same. It just depends on what part of the country you're right. in and what the, what the overall tower penetration is. True. So there you go. There's your, uh, I guess, uh, magic school bus recap of what, uh, what spectrum is and why this I'm just a bill doesn't affect you. <laughs> I suppose. And, and it might. That's a th- it could. It's important to say it might. I mean, there's... There's the whole iPhone thing, which is theoretically a major swappy bit in a weird way. Um, but it probably won't because the types of switches that happen tend to be silo to silo. So type of switch I have is also a router. I don't think we can be friends anymore. This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by Kraos. And their smartwatch platform, the Meteor. Doesn't matter what platform you have, whether it be Android, iOS, or Windows Phone, it works for everybody. Plus, if you don't like to wear it as a watch, you can wear it around your neck like a stopwatch, you can wear it on your hip like a pedometer, And but if you do like to wear it on your wrist, you have different styles of bands, different uh, colors switch them out easily however you want to wear it you can plus of course it has all the health monitors that you would expect from a modern smartwatch so to pick up yours or or to just check out what features it has you can go to f5live.tv slash meteor and that music means it's time for the pilch point with online editorial director of laptop magazine and tom's guide avram pilch avram are you there yes excellent awesome i am how are you doing tonight good good had a had a nice relaxing weekend did not spend enough time with gadgets this weekend (laughs) but i guess that was part i guess that was part of the relaxation I more I more help my son use his tablet. <laughs> yeah, I Which spent my is... weekend trying to get our editing machine back up and running. Oh. So, and then kind fixing, of the opposite of that. And then fixing car radios. Yes, there's that. So I spent do. a lot of time with gadgets. Hmm. Well, I feel I feel recharged to do some more, but um, as everybody uh, as as some of you know, you can read all about the gadgets that I review and the and those that uh, others review that my coworkers review at laptopmag.com and tomsguide.com, and you can follow me, the online editorial director for Laptop Mag and Tom's Guide, at at Geek in Chief. Very good. So this last week we spoke about the gadgets you should have bought before we even talked about them because they're that good. Uh, this week is a little bit different, so we're going to speak about different things. Uh, the gadgets you should never buy, and if you have them, we should hit you with them, as I believe how you put it, right? <laughs> you know, some of them aren't don't buy it ever. It's don't buy this right now. Fair enough. Uh, okay. Because because there's something better coming. And, um, you know, it's you, you never want to feel like, I could have had the good one. I bought the crappy one. <laughs> I mean, it's always fun to be an early adopter, but it's more fun to spend your money on the right things. Uh, so the first thing I, I would have to say to everybody right now is don't buy a smartwatch. Uh, I you know, if you're me, you might enjoy using one from time to time. 
the Pebble Watch is probably the best one out there right now if you feel that you must. But this is a very um, this is a very transitional time right now. The latest uh, Android Wear watches came out. They're not very good. Uh, the Samsung Galaxy, the Samsung Gear Gear Two, uh, while it makes calls and takes pictures, is not nearly worth three hundred dollars or two hundred dollars without the camera. Uh, and uh, we know that there's going to be more entries in this space coming in the next six months. And on top of that, if you think Android Wear has some potential, we'll just wait because we'll see whether or not it fulfills that potential. Because right now, it's very expensive. It's like $229 for the LG G Watch that I was showing on this program a couple weeks ago. Well, not worth it for something that just gives you notifications. It's 199 for the Gear Live, which is Samsung's version. Not worth it. Uh, Pebble gives you a pretty decent interface, but it's it's grayscale, and there's. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if eventually we see something else, some something else from them. So, I feel like this is a time when nobody, there's no smartwatch out there that's so compelling that you have to have it now. Uh, that's one. That's definitely one to wait on. Another category to wait on is uh, this isn't a category. This is a product. Now you guys know that I'm not a big fan of the iPhone at any time of year. I thought it was your favorite thing ever. Uh, but <laughs> for those who are those who are into Apple, you like the Apple ecosystem. You know who you are. Uh, even if you want an iPhone, you really should wait because there's going to be a new iPhone almost certainly. Uh, in the fall, and it's the iPhone 6 or whatever they choose to call it. They'll probably call it the iPhone again because they'll probably take numbers out or whatever. Um, it is going to um, is going to obviously be better than what's out now, and you're going to feel pretty silly that you couldn't have waited another two months to get it. Uh, however, by the same token, in the Android world, uh, I personally own as some folks know, a Galaxy Note 3. Uh, and when I bought it, really it was the best phone around. Great battery life, still a great phone. Uh, with my extra battery in it, I'm getting like 20 hours of battery life uh, and a pen and all that stuff. But if you were thinking of getting a Galaxy Note 3, wait a few months if you can, because we fully expect Samsung to introduce a Galaxy Note 4 in the fall, and it will have a higher than HD screen a better camera, uh, probably better battery life, very likely will be waterproof like the like the Galaxy S5 is now. Uh, so if you were thinking that you wanted uh, the Galaxy Note because you like the pen, the bigger screen, give that till maybe October when the new one will probably come out. Uh, now something that I wouldn't buy anymore at any time of year is a mobile hotspot. They can be useful, don't get me wrong. It can be kind of useful to have a mobile hotspot. But if you own a modern smartphone, you can use that smartphone as a hotspot and probably get the same kind of level of performance and the same, uh, the same amount of battery life if you've got a decent phone. So getting a mobile hotspot, while not expensive, uh, you know, usually they, they go for like 50, 100 bucks on contract. But then you still end up having to pay extra to extra to put it on your shared data plan if you even have a shared data plan. 
so if you have AT&T or Verizon and you're using one of their shared data plans, that's $10 a month as opposed to just getting a regular, a regular phone that has hotspot ability and installing a piece of software like FoxFi, which is what I use to turn my phone into a hotspot uh, and not having to pay a special, for a special hotspotting plan. So that's another area where another area where it's just it's not worth the money anymore. Something else that's kind of an immature um, category to go with the smartwatch is Google Glass or other Google Glass competitors. I mean, fifteen hundred dollars for the Google Glass. I mean, I would love to wear one of those around, but it's you know that something better is coming. Uh, right now, I can even tell you about something better that's coming. The uh, the Meta Pro glasses that are going to be that you can pre-order, I think, for three thousand uh, dollars from SpaceGlasses.com provide a well, provide a much more interesting immersive experience. Supposedly, you're going to be able to run Windows on them and just tap on icons as they appear in front of your face, or run all kinds of augmented reality stuff uh, that you can't do on Google Glass. But for now, Google Glass is just like a camera on your head. Uh, and so it's just it's for fifteen hundred dollars, no way. Um, and we and we fully expect that even when Google comes out with it for sort of mainstream consumer release, it won't it won't cost fifteen hundred dollars because there's no way they can get away with that. Absolutely. And uh, they've also kind of suggested that the thing that they've that's out there now is not the thing that will exist when they're done. I hope it'll be a lot better. Uh, some, something else I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't touch with a ten foot pole. It's uh, that's coming that uh, it's kind of obvious, but some folks may be listening and like, hey, maybe I still want one. BlackBerry is over. They're still coming out with BlackBerry phones. You can want, still want. find one somewhere. It almost goes without saying. <clears throat> don't 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 do it. You would be better off going on eBay and buying a Palm Pre and putting a SIM card in it, you would have a better, more modern experience than to go and buy a, bla- go and buy a brand new BlackBerry. But Avram, 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 <laughs> listen to me talk to you about what is important right now, and that is the <laughs> fact that BlackBerry is releasing a, a, a new phone with a square screen. Now, talk about innovation. We have not seen that since 2001. <laughs> yeah, I mean... We totally haven't seen it since, say, the Motorola. Which was it? The Motorola Flip Out or something? No, there there have <laughs> been a lot of phones that have square screens. But I guess the good thing they can say is that they didn't copy Apple because Apple has the patent on round corners and and know, rectangle screens. I mean, it's hip to be square, right? But but you, yeah, I mean, the I I really when you're buying a product, you really want to feel like the company is still going to exist. And with BlackBerry, that's you know every year we write their 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 death notice, and every year they prove us wrong. But at this point, I mean, what would it take if for those who are considering buying a BlackBerry, why? Especially because if you liked BlackBerry OS, you know the new BlackBerry operating system that's been in play for two years isn't the same. So, what what motivates you? Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't use a BlackBerry phone if I was given it for free, uh, because not even because it's not a nice product. Because the actually the BlackBerry phones have good keyboards and ones that have, and and that's a nice thing. But you know, 
by the same token, you wouldn't want to buy a Sony PC, a Sony PC right now because Sony's getting out of the PC business. Right. You, that and you their batteries were catching fire. They were so. <laughs> Sony never fully committed to the PC business. I feel like uh, all the years that they were doing it, they would make some great products, and then we would hear, you know, in our te- in our testing at laptop, a lot a lot of their products were pretty good, although some of them had little just the little things would be wrong like the keyboard would be flexy or whatever and it's like i spent fifteen hundred dollars for this but you couldn't make the keyboard good um but i think uh the bigger problems were the ones that you know i would have friends you know colleagues who would buy some of these sonys like uh i remember the trying to remember the vio z or whatever is one of the really thinnest and lightest laptops at one point and you know people they would tell me like wow this this wore out really fast so anyway so uh you know if a company's if a company is bailing uh, is in danger or already bailing on on their product and you think you might need to get support at some point especially with blackberry where the operating system is run by them you you got to run and hide uh you you really don't don't want that you don't want something that's not going to be supported and speaking of things that are really not supported they're there is an emphasis. There is kind of a mini, been a mini trend toward taking Android and putting it onto non-mobile devices. Lenovo had, I think it was the N three hundred eight. Getting this right, that was an all Android, all in one. Uh, that and we've seen a couple of Hewlett Packard had one, an Android all in one. There've been a couple of desktops with Android. While you can use it and it works, the fact is, uh, it's not. And without heavy modification, it's not meant to be a desktop operating system. And I think until Google makes some dramatic changes to to bring things like multi-window mode into the operating system, it would not be. It's not a particularly great experience to have an Android desktop, whether it's an all-in-one or a little cube, or it's a laptop that runs Android, but you're trying to use it uh, as a desktop OS. I think you're absolutely right. So. A lot of different aspects of consumer electronics that you should avoid right now. And, of course, you can refer back to last week's to see the ones that you should pick up. But, Avram, let them know where they can find out and where to go to get all the other great content that you guys put out. So uh, this week we'll be putting up a, a more detailed list of the things you should avoid. <laughs> you can check it out on LaptopMag.com and you can read all of our coverage of uh, of mobile of mobile tech on laptopmag.com and not so mobile tech on tomsguide.com and you can follow me on twitter at geek and chief always great stuff the great academy award winning avram pilch folks <laughs> we will talk to you next week avram talk to you next week This week's Extra Life on F5 Live is proudly powered by Origin by Electronic Arts. Hey, if you haven't heard about Origin yet, it's time I tell you about it. What is Origin? Well, to me, and for most people, one of the greatest digital platforms for gaming that exists today. Reason why, there's a couple of great features that exist on Origin that you won't find anywhere else. Specifically, game time. What time is it, Scott? It's game time. No, you don't know. I'm going to tell you. It's game time. Oh, I don't know. That's right. It's game time. Game time means <laughs> I don't know. AAA titles that go for free for you to play uh, during the course of a week. And I know what you're thinking. 
you've heard of that before, but here's what you haven't heard of. Yeah, it's for free during the weekend, but that just means you need to download it within that 72-hour period. But you don't have to play it at all during that weekend. You can actually download the game while it's free and play it for three days whenever you have the time to play. So if your weekend doesn't start till Wednesday, that's when you can start playing your free binge game, that AAA title, and the best part of it all. That is so much better. It is better. And whatever progress you make in that game carries over should you buy that game. And of course, all the great EA titles that you know and love, like Sims 4, the Digital Deluxe Edition, start with all the extras. Pre-order the Digital Deluxe Edition of The Sims 4, secure Life of the Party, and up all night content featuring awesome outfits, laser shows, and more. Go check all of those great features out at f5live.tv slash origin. So Avram kind of... Uh, I can't buy The Sims 4 right now. <laughs> <sighs> I have things to do. It's true. Avram kind of alluded to this now. Avram doesn't ever see our show notes. Yes, he doesn't see our rundown ahead of time. But he's always good at kind of preluding. in. He's really good at that. He mentioned, you know, don't get Android on things that's not a mobile phone. And and I would tend to agree with Or tablet. With it. Mobile or, device. Yeah. Mobile device. And I would tend to agree. We kind of learned our lesson with that with things in gaming. Like, ooh, yeah, didn't really work. The shield didn't really work. Ooh, you make me sad. Ooh, you make me sad. <laughs> Nobody can shield me from the pain that is that device. <laughs> you know, it's all it's all that stuff. NVIDIA's back at it again, though. Like, they haven't learned their lesson from the first time they released an Android device. They're going to try a second time. Well, they spent a lot of money to, uh, to trademark that shield. It's true. Now, this is an unnamed they're gonna project. Get, they're going to get their money's worth. <laughs> yes. This little gaming device will be a little streaming box that attaches to your graphics card on your computer to then broadcast to a TV monitor or whatever that you'd like. I need you to say those words again. Okay. It's a little box. Mm-hmm. Think Chromecast. Okay. Kind of that size. Uh, they don't, we don't know the size, but that's what's in my head. Uh-huh. Connects to your graphics card on your computer. I imagine on like the on a video out. Like port? an HDMI. Okay. Yep. To then juice itself up to broadcast to a TV, PC monitor, what have you. Um, <laughs> so it's a wireless HDMI? Essentially. Okay. It's a wireless HDMI. It'll be an Android-based gaming box. Thank God we're going to put the, the overhead of Android on it. Keep and going. just to make sure that it doesn't get outsold by Ouya, NVIDIA will be offering wow. a very, very inexpensive controller to go along with the Big picture mode for the stupid unnamed project that I don't know. Here's where it gets fun. This is where the cost of the device. Now, you could think, okay, if it's Chromecast, if it's something like Chromecast or Ouya, you're thinking like between $50 and $200, especially if it's using existing hardware to do its thing, right? We can assume. And that's fine if the barrier to entry wasn't so exorbitant. Is that the word I want? Sure. Okay. Here's why. Odd. Yeah. Stupid. Let's go with that. Here's why. In order to use the device, you must have NVIDIA's GeForce Experience system installed on your computer, which is its okay. like native little environment to run your custom settings and all that stuff for new NVIDIA cards. Problem is, in order to run that, you need one of the high, 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 high-end graphics cards. 
The NVIDIA experience thing? For this NVIDIA uh, device. Got it. In order to run the experience and this device, you need, like, the new 780s. <laughs> like, the cards, and I, I looked up the part of the list of the requirements for the uh, gaming, ex- the GeForce experience. To run it on its ultra-flawless settings, you need, like, a $300 card. So you have to have the $300 card. You have to have the power supply to supply it. Uh, you have to have a motherboard that supports it. You have to have RAM that can live on that and a solid state that can run all of this happily. And then you and need, then you the, need the Android box. <laughs> just to send it to your TV. <laughs> Why not just get an HDPC and be done with it? Run, run something else in controller mode and call it a day. And you don't have to deal with Android. I've got... Let's just do this. I've got a Logitech controller. Yes, sir. Plugs into USB. Yes, sir. I've got a little thing that installs on the computer that allows it to run to believe that the controller is a keyboard. Yes, sir. And I could plug that in to this. Yes, sir. This, you mean the TV behind us? Yes. Yes. The television here in the studio or even Starry Night. The television that is supposed to be here but does not work. Um, yes, you you could do that, and that would cost me nothing. I've already got all those parts. Yeah. Well, here's the good news: if Just, you already have I've, this computer, all you need is a little box to do that. How great! All right. So for the 18 people who have this that aren't using it for Bitcoin mining, right? There's the thing. There's a lot of gaming enthusiasts that are out there. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people that buy these $600 video cards. So so Thomas could use this. But those people aren't playing Android games. Right. They're playing high-end Crisis. They're playing Call of Duty on max FPS. They're not going to stream a stupid Android game thing to their TV, which lags. You don't think that, that Thomas, with that huge gaming setup that he has wants to play Angry Birds on his television in the living room? He wouldn't degrade his machine by doing that. That yeah. is offensive to the hardware that you spent your hard-earned money on. Yeah, he'd be he'd probably be offended just plugging in something that had an Android logo on it into well, there's that. that computer. So two things. One, don't we have Nvidia nails it again. Right. Don't we have enough Android saturation in the gaming space already? That has proven that it's not working. And I'm not even talking about, like, the gaming machine specific for gaming. I'm talking about that $59 CVS tablet made for Angry Birds that doesn't work. I'm talking about the fact that the old Samsung Galaxy tabs loaded with crappy Samsung hardware make playing Peggle impossible. Like... So much saturation and distrust in the quality. Android could be something great for casual games. But the way it's implemented, good idea, poorly implemented. The way it's implemented is so terrible Mm -hmm. that people who do experience it at that low cost to entry are so pissed at the software that they won't spend good money later on a take two. And they won't spend good money on take one because Windows exists. Right. And that's not a that's not us backing our Microsoft roots. That's just the fact of the matter is gaming happens on a PC. Right. Period. Even even the Steam machine concept. Less than 11% of the games are going to be available on it. 
because it's only the games available for Linux. Right. And that's less, that's less than 11% of Steam's catalog. And they want to target casual I think, gamers. Right? I don't think EA produces anything for no for Linux. They don't. They, and they want to target casual gamers here, but the casual gamer is not going to have that three hundred dollars graphics card, even at the minimum. And I went looking. You can go on Newegg. You can pick up one for one hundred and eighty bucks. But what casual gamer is going to know how to install it? Right. What casual gamer is going to know that their power supply can hold that, or they have a PCI Express three card? Some of these people listening right now don't know what that is, and that's not a jab at our listeners. It's the fact that we have. Non-techie people watch this show. And it's fine. And that's great. You guys are the reason casual games exist. And yes. we love it. And you don't need this nonsense happening in your life to confuse easy. Why confuse easy? I don't get it. If you want to do casual games, play them on your phone. If you want something a little more than a casual game, honest, honestly get a 3DS, get a PSP, do something like that. If you want to do it on the television, plug your laptop into your TV. Plug your laptop into your TV, plug an Xbox controller with a play and charge kit right into the USB slot, and it will work. Yep. Out of the box on Windows 8 works like a champ. Yep. Windows 7, sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Xbox 360 works. Xbox One works uh, 8 and RT. There you go. And if you really want to get a comp- if you really want to play good games, RT. get it, get a Surface. And even in RT mode, you have great games that are available in the store. My, my mother is playing... This is, a good, this is a good example. Yeah. So my mother is playing through the original Mario on her Surface RT. And, it, and if that doesn't speak to easy, just because a lot of people don't know who your mother is, she needs simple. She needs something that's just going to work. And, that, and that's fine. That's the reason we got her the Surface RT. Can't break Works anything. Works really well for her. Plays great games. Can't be tricked by the the online ads. It's great. Your computer needs this this codec to view the video. No, it doesn't. Oh, oh well. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Your whatever you've got there doesn't work on this computer. Oh. <laughs> so TLDR, don't care. Too long, didn't read. Don't care. Is that what that means? Yeah, too long, semicolon, didn't read. Thank you. Should have asked me this a long time ago. No, I saw it for the first time this week. I oh. haven't talked to you. Yeah, too long. Didn't read. It was from Will Wheaton. It's people who it's uh, the first one I've ever seen. It, it's for idiots who say a wall of text is a paragraph and don't read it because it's more than a line. Hmm. Too long. Didn't read. It's very sad. Those people don't read our publication. That's fine with me. Me too. <laughs> this week's news from the tubes on F5 Live is probably powered by Riff Tracks. Make fun of movies <laughs> or let the professionals do it because, you know, that's what they get paid to do. The guys who used to do Mystery Science Theater 3000 are back and doing what they do best making fun of movies from blockbusters to Godzilla. Gods! Godzilla. I was kind of hoping you were going to do that. Godzilla! They've got a little <laughs> bit of everything. The way it normally works is for 3 or $4, you download the MP3, play it along with your DVD, Netflix, Amazon, wherever you've got the movie, and laugh, and, and laugh, laugh, and laugh. Same time? <laughs> I knew what you were going to do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. However, from time to time, particularly during the summer, they do live events. They just had one 
last Thursday and uh, this past Tuesday, which was Sharknado. Sharknado! Which we went out to. Uh, on our Twitter, there's a picture of the group. Uh, I think there were seven or eight of us. It was a lot of fun. Um, and they're doing another one. August 14th with an encore on the 17th. They are doing Godzilla. Godzilla! Now, they're not just doing the normal movie. They are doing the Ferris Bueller's Day Godzilla. They're doing the 1998 with, uh, with, uh, Ferris Bueller. <laughs> um, because that's who he is at that point. He's still, it's, whatever. Um, it's gonna be wonderful and terrible and all of the things that Sharknado was, Godzilla will be as well. And of course, we will be out there to see that one too. So if you wanna join us, let us know. Um, you know, get us on Facebook, Twitter, wherever. And to find out the videos that are available now and uh, to purchase tickets, you can go to f5live.tv slash tracks with an X. I cannot wait. It's gonna be a good time. What's not a good time is lies, cheats, and scandals. Well, that's a fair statement. I'm, I'm speaking facts on the show. <laughs> that's what I do. So last week, did we talk about it on the show or did I just write about we it? We talked about we it. We talked about it. Awesome. Um, we, we talked about, yeah, we talked about the Congress edits. Congress yeah. edits, which is a Twitter bot which watch, watches Wikipedia for uh, edits that come from within the U.S. Uh, congressional IP, IP address range. So much fun. And he published the code and said, here, make derivatives. And people did. Holy cow, did people make derivatives. Lots and lots of them. And last week, I made mention that so far, nothing of any importance had been found, though some oddities, like right. some movie edits and stuff, while we're paying them, hooray. Tax dollars. Yay! Um, had happened, but nothing particularly scandalous. Not anymore. <laughs> that is not the case as of now. So, one of those derivatives watches uh, the Russian government. So you know it's going to be fun. Yes, indeed. So, the Russian government, uh, while the whole world is dealing with their personal reactions to whatever happened with the second Malaysian plane to go down this year. Um, the Russian government made the decision to edit a Wikipedia page that was marginally related. By marginally related, I mean the Wikipedia page is about commercial airline crashes. You'd think that's pretty straightforward. Fair enough. A plane crashes. It was crashes. a commercial airline that crashed. This would apply. Indeed it would. So, of course, it lists the Malaysian airliner, and it said, now, of course, this is a translation, you know, Bing translator You don't us, speak Russian is what you I do saying. not speak Russian. I do not even like their character set with their backwards letters. <laughs> Valid. It is what it is. Um, but so Bing Translator did this for us. And so the original text read the aircraft was shot down by terrorists of the self proclaimed Donetsk People's Republic of China with missile launchers B 
Beach with Beach missile launchers, which were obtained by the terrorists from Russian from the Russian Federation. So they got the weapon from Russia, is what it says. Missile launcher Chinese missile launchers obtained from Russia. So it was edited. And the text now says the plane was brought down, not shot down, but brought down uh, by the Ukrainian military. Well, that's totally different. Um, Yeah. And by totally different, I mean unrelated. (laughs) They're so different. Um, The Ukrainian military, by the nature of being a military, are not terrorists. That's fact number one. Um, I like where you're going with this. So, of course, that's a problem. Um, the The second main problem is that there's a lot of evidence that suggests that the weapons came from Russia <laughs> directly. Like, almost like Putin put them in a box and mailed them to him himself. With a bow on it. it now, was it with the intent of this happening? Nobody could know right there's no way of knowing that no however there's plenty of evidence that suggests that the weapons are from the russian government Hmm. probably given to them as part of the uh let's screw with the ukraine which has kind of been their mo since three days after the olympics came down uh They've been screwing with the Ukraine. They've annexed part of it. And, you know, Putin has said that he wants the Russian the, the Russian Federation to be the USSR, that the breakup of the USSR was the worst thing that's ever happened in world history, which is a strange thing to say, considering all the odd, terrible things that have happened in world history. But, um, yeah. yeah. So it may not have been his intent, that those weapons would be used to shoot down a passenger <laughs> airliner, but it does seem that that's what happened. That's what happened. So, basically what's happening here is uh, George Orwell may be good and dead, and we may be a little behind his timeline, but this is 1984. All over again. George Orwell could not have predicted Wikipedia. He could not have predicted the internet and the always-on society that we are today and the um, I-don't-want-to-be-learned society that we've created because of it. TLDR. Sure. I can't even remember the saying to come up with the letters. Because you read. Um, But because of that, you know, the, the ability for a government or a corporation or anybody to be the first to write history exists. And we're all about character assassination today. And so, or character preservation, depending on which side of the conversation you're on. And uh, ironically, there's another topic in the upstream this week about that with a, Noriega suing yeah. Activision. So great. <laughs> um, it's all about character assassination or character preservation. And this is Russia trying to preserve the world's view of their character, despite that being long gone. Indeed. Um, 
so yeah frightening super super frightening um but thank goodness for things like uh the russian government edit twitter account yeah. uh which you can follow from the article on the upstream you can also Perfect. follow the u.s version and from the u.s version you can find a lot of the derivatives yeah. because he retweets um the derivatives when they first come online right because they all thank him and so and he retweets them uh so you can find a bunch of the derivatives uh from their twitter and as always with every wikipedia article uh, that we talk uh, every time we talk about wikipedia this this new text is obviously true it was brought down by the ukrainian military because wikipedia is the best place to go anyone from anywhere can post about any topic at any time that way you know you're getting you're the getting best the information best possible information that is two office references that's what we're doing This week's DRM not included on F5 Live is proudly powered by Xbox Music. If you went to Riff Tracks Live this week and you cannot get enough of the stupid shark love song, you can listen to it <laughs> on Xbox Music. Whether you have iOS, Android, Windows Phone, Windows 8, an Xbox 360, Xbox One, or just a web browser, you can listen to the shark love song all you want for $9.99 a month. You can also download it to your device to listen to it unlimited for that $9.99 a month. And we've got a deal for you. Buy 10, get two free. $99.90 will get you a full 12 months of unlimited listening, whether it be streamed or downloaded of the shark love song and millions of other tracks available at f5live.tv slash xbox music how'd you like that one that was good <laughs> speaking of xbox some sad news yeah. uh, xbox if you didn't catch the memo from earlier in the week eighteen thousand people are going to lose their jobs from the memo the long 600 page memo it feels like from new ceo microsoft satya nadella now, the good news about this, before we yes. get into it, is the good news is this is actually good for the marketplace. It really is. And let me tell you why. Microsoft has a huge collection of the best of the best in software and hardware that are not being challenged or not being put to their best use. So, by letting them out of the Microsoft machine, they'll be allowed they'll end up at other places and bring all of the things they've learned from Microsoft to the rest of the world and improve the market software and hardware wise. It's good news. So it's not it. it everybody's all oh, 18,000. It's, it's okay. This, I think they could stand to do another 18 and it would all be good. Yeah. So in from the chat room, F five live TV slash join us. Uh, a, a lot of it is technically from the Nokia merger. Uh, 12,500 12, of the 18,000 are uh, expected to come from Nokia, mostly because there's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of middle yep. management that doesn't need to exist anymore. There's a lot of um, uh, salespeople and reps and evangelists and things that are no longer necessarily required, though a lot of the Nokia evangelists have been folded under the 
especially the developer evangelists here in the U.S., have been folded into the Microsoft brand now, thank goodness, yep. because we really like our Nokia evangelists. Um, but yeah, 12, 12, 5 of the 18 coming from Nokia. Now, yep. that's not entirely layoffs. Uh, a lot of... A lot of that is coming from software platforms that are going to get spun off, like uh, Mix Music, you mentioned which that, yep. is uh, an article available in the upstream as well. So basically this big memo was a lot of filler and then things and then filler and things and kind of summarizing yes and no. It said, we hate hardware, but pick up our Surface and Xbox and we hate this and but still we're doing this and it was a shift to, to cloud and mobile but also a reaffirmation in hardware. What was not on the list is also a uh, it's Satya for the first time saying I'm the CEO this is our direction. Yes. So a lot of you got to leave yourself a little bit of room for wiggle I suppose. So you, you kind of have to lay it all out in a, in a in a long way but what wasn't on the list is what we were going to hear about xbox brands just specifically other than the xbox one being a focus well what are we doing with all the stuff underneath the xbox one brand because there's a lot of divisions a lot of people don't know about there's people that build smart glass there's people that do all these things and what's going to happen to everything Thirty-five thousand servers what's going to go on with all that you know 350,000 servers i missed a zero yeah uh <laughs> that's a big difference well, order of magnitude. Yeah. It, it turns out, though, we will also unfortunately see the end of Xbox Entertainment Studios. Kind of. Kind of. 200 uh, people work in that office. No word on how many are going away, but the studio is, air quotes, shutting down. No new projects. No new projects. Good news is... Read my lips. No new projects. Right. Good news is... Halo Nightfall and Quantum Break are unaffected by the closure. And the uh, the projects that are currently in the works, um, the Atari um, uh, documentary among, I think, one or two that are already in the works will be finished and, and produced. Here's what we don't know. CBS executive who was the, the woman that I had have so much faith and, and and trust behind her to drive this media focus for Xbox, which I stand firmly behind. Uh, I think you're in the same boat. Yes. Xbox One is not just a gaming console. We've talked about this. Ad nauseum. Nancy Tellum. No word on what she's doing. No one told her. <laughs> she is not aware. She said, tell me, and they said, nah. Not going to tell you, Tellum. Not going to happen. Here's the thing, though. If this closes, if the studio's done, no new projects. I want to put faith into Satya. I want to. It's hard to when I don't know enough about him yet to really see where the track record falls. And when we're in a crucial time inside Xbox where the next decision could kill them. The next 180, the next change mind, the next we listen to the fans. What does this mean in the long run? I thought we'd see a semi-resurgence of Xbox primetime. Not in the game side of things, but in the media side. We'd see TV. We'd see smart glass interaction on watching your favorite shows that are Xbox original programming. 
and now all of that dream seems dead except for what's already in existence. And did we do another 180? Is there really no reason to buy an Xbox One? Like, that's what I'm having trouble trying to figure out. So, so in the memo, he talks about, um, and it might not be in this one. It might be, in fact, I'm certain it's not. Um, shortly after Satya's uh, memo to employees, um, Phil Spencer, um, who is in charge of Xbox, uh, put one out to the Xbox team in which he talks about the Xbox specific stuff. Mm hmm. Particularly the bit of panic about uh, entertainment studios. And um, he he wanted to make it very clear that, that Microsoft is not backing out of their entertainment focus. It's just that Satya has seen what they've done and how much it's cost and does not believe that it's at their core that producing content is at their core. Um, they've produced a platform that's great for media. It does it really well. Netflix and Hulu run beautifully on it. Um, Amazon, NFL. Amazon yeah. Prime, there's NFL, there's ESPN. There's all these really top-notch things that, that work beautifully on the platform. And since the company is really focusing on being a, a platforms and services company, it makes sense for them to focus on developing the platform of the Xbox One and allowing other people to produce the content available on it. Yeah, now, so it kind of breaks down like this. So, uh, we saw, when did Balmer step down? What was, what was the month? I can't remember. March. March? Was it March? Sure. And then Satya took over in... That day. That day? Mm-hmm. I thought, no, they were looking for... He said, I'm going to retire. Yes, but he did not step down. Not step down, right. When did he make the announcement? When did he make the announcement? Last, last year. Last year. Uh, October sometime, I think. So there was a little bit of a ripple. Like, oh, like you're there stepping was, down. There was a bit of panic. We put Satya in in March. I think so. Microsoft is a pretty big machine. Gigantic. He was in place before Nokia finished, which was in April. Right. So it had to have been about March. But they are a February moving machine. This thing does not stop. No. But when you... 135,000 employees. When it's, you throw... It's a, big, it's a huge corporation. A giant boulder into a giant lake, there's going to be ripples. It's true. We are now feeling the effects of some of those ripples yes. five months later. New, new CEO is going to come in and new CEO is going to make his mark. He obviously... Satya disagreed with Balmer a lot mm -hmm. and was vocal about it at times. Um, he was firmly against the Nokia purchase. Mm -hmm. He was publicly firmly against the Nokia purchase, um, which he has since changed his mind on. Um, he, he absolutely sees where the importance in the in having internal hardware is because, you know, Apple is making them look stupid in the, in mobile sales. Yeah. How do they work? Well, they produce their hardware and their software. Yep. So, um, so he has changed his tune on that. Um, but uh, he was, he was critical of Balmer. And so the fact that he would go and make changes to things that Balmer was big on are not surprising. And, 
if if you've fo- followed Satya, which I have, because um, he was he was big in a number of divisions at Microsoft that I have been big in. Um, you know what his relationship with Balmer was. It was a little tense at times, and uh, he but, he disagreed. And so it's not that. surprising that he would make changes. And I mean, Balmer left for a reason. He can say I'm retiring all he wants, but none of us are dumb enough to believe right. that he left of his own accord. There were a number of mistakes that were made back to back to back yeah. that screwed them up, and they were all. I mean, they all fall at the feet of the CEO, which was Balmer at the time. I truly believe he yep. was encouraged out of his position. Um, Him amongst several. Oh, absolutely. Well, some of them were not just encouraged. They were publicly shamed. Yeah, there's that. Uh, you know, Xbox lost. Magic. Yep. Um, and everyone else. And uh uh, the the Windows team lost yep. the big boss. The Xbox team lost the big boss, and then Microsoft lost the big boss. It wasn't. And I said as soon as the as soon as E three uh, happened, I said Balmer Balmer's wasn't going to make yeah. it out of it, and he didn't. Um, so Satya is trying to appease the board. He's trying to follow his own conscience. He's making the changes that he believes are are right. And in this particular case, I thought it was an interesting move for Microsoft to try and do original programming. But they're not an entertainment. They're not a media company, and it it was a weird decision to me. I know that they were feeling high and mighty on Xbox Music and Xbox Videos uh, successes, but I never quite thought that internal production was appropriate for them. And Satya seems to agree. And stock went up. I think when all, <laughs> well, the stock went up because of the eighteen thousand redundancies there is that <laughs> and the spin-off of uh mixed music yep. which i also agree with because they've got xbox music to have mixed music as a competitor to themselves is stupid so let it Xfinity. spin off to its own thing and yeah xfinity exactly let it spin off to its own thing and die a kmart style death there you go so we will see what comes of all this. Good news is we're going to get the programs we were promised from E3 and before. Exactly. And we'll have to see how and, that kind of shifts out. And to be perfectly honest, based on what we learned about the uh, the uh, Halo production and the fact that it might be going to HBO, makes this even less of a surprise. Yeah. Microsoft was already trying to offboard their content even before this. Yeah, they would. They wanted to create and then kick it off, and it just—it didn't feel like there was enough. It, it felt like there was enough initial confidence, and then when they finally got into it, they're like, like a no oh, buy-in. Oh, we're doing. Oh, okay. Um, HBO. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that they ever had a whole lot of buy-in in the company for the thing. So makes sense. That's our show. It is. F5Live.tv. Click the subscribe buttons on the right hand side. Audio, video, social, special events, pitch point, and more. Go subscribe anytime. And more. And more. The nightcap. It's the and, only. And, and more. more. There's more. Yeah, that's the Gilligan's Island cop out. The professor and Marianne. I'm sorry. And the rest. I'm sorry. Tech and gadgets and internet plus more. I apologize. 
Find us on Twitter at Plug Hits Live, on Facebook, F5 Live or Plug Hits Live Radio, on Google Plus, Plug Hits Live, and of course, connect and engage with us on all of those channels, plus more. Uh, many thanks to Avon Poach for coming on. I know we take up his time on a Sunday when he's uh, sunbathing on his rooftop Hamptons apartment. Um, but it's good that you could take some time out to come on our show. The sun goes down at 7 in New York, so it's, uh, it's okay. He's, he's done canning. <laughs> he lo- he messaged me the other day and says, I look forward to what you're going to say next. <laughs> like, he never knows. Like, and to be honest, I never know. That, that's a fact. <laughs> Stay tuned for the nightcap. We're going to talk about transgender superheroes. Indeed. All right. And that's your grab. F55.tv slash join us. Uh, what else is going on? I don't know. Things of that. We do reviews too now. A bunch of new reviews coming up. One just uh, done by Thomas, our very good friend Thomas French, um, our guest blogger, so to speak, doing some game reviews. That's on our website. Go check that out. It's a really funny review if you haven't read it. It's, it's pretty fantastic. And uh, there's been some enhancements to the website some over really the last cool week. Uh, some. Uh, new ways to find new content on the site which has been fun please subscribe to us please pick up our app pluggitslive.com slash apps go download the one for the windows environments they're all over the place tell your friends subscribe to us if you like our news if you like our style please share it with your friends because we think more people can benefit because we're great we are it's true on behalf of the set that's not here I'm Nick. And I'm Scott. Thank you to all of our friends and supporters so far, and we look forward to having more in Season 8 of the Plug It's Live family of content. We will see you guys next week. Ciao. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Have fun in Comic-Con, Juan. Comic-Con, Juan? Does he have an Xbox?